in the cabbage. Welcome to In the Cabbage. This is crazy. This is, this is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sway. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. And just a reminder, keep swinging. Welcome to In the Cabbage. I got to my right, my boy, A-Wit, Wheatbread, Andrew Wit, A-W, Wonder Wheat. We got <laughs> nicknames for days. Tommy, Swami, Bahami, Tsunami is over here. To my left, your right. <laughs> I'm, I have, I'm dyslexic, so the left rights are really going to throw me off. But yeah, here we are again, dude. I We're feel back. great. Yeah, this is fantastic. Fantastic. It's been a absolute journey. I mean, thanks to the people who have already have reached out and said they're excited for it and have been helping us through. Big shout for sure, to for sure. Whenever I bring it up with any of the friends group and bring it up to anyone that we know is close to, they're always like, "Oh, you're starting a podcast with Tommy? That's so sick. That's really cool." I've been just told the fact that it's this content creating and also it's just the support from like Madison, Jake. Katie, you know, Katie, of course, but like, you know, the people that are really stepping up and bring in a little bit more here to the party because they're creating the brand. And yeah, you mentioned John because he's creating and doing all of our like audio editing. So shout out John, shout out everyone that's like supporting this already. Yeah, we have um, some big help already. We're just kind of, we're just kind of talent. We just kind of do the setup (laughs) and we just look good for the camera, really. Really, I, just, I don't do anything. I just literally show up. I sit on the couch and I carry on my daily life. I just hold this thing in front of my face. <laughs> well, you're the real talent. You're, you know, you're like Mark Wahlberg and I'm Ted. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but Ted is really the shining star. That's why you get up for that movie. You know, I mean, it's a great movie, though. I like Marky Mark. He's jacked. Yeah, he is. He is absolutely no one's, jacked. No one's complete without the other. I guess that's what your point is right yeah. there. Kareem. Um... <laughs> So, buddy, you went camping this weekend. How was that? Yeah, dude, that was great. Went over to Joshua Tree. Um, fantastic, actually, because when Katie and I went, not taken away from our trip at all, but we went in the middle of the summer. Oh, yeah. It was like 111 degrees. I could have sworn I had like three degree burns if I stood outside for more than three <laughs> minutes, dude. It was it was brutal. Like it yeah. felt like your skin was bubbling at one point. You're like, and like God a- forbid we didn't have um, a restroom in the place that we were standing in, so we had to go pee in the porter potty wow. on the grounds. It's a hot, steamy shit box. It, it is it is up there for one of the worst smells and places to go to the restroom. Yeah. However, so this time. Going in February, like first week, it was like 68, 72, just perfect during perfect. the day. I mean, like it was fantastic. So that was a lot of fun. We did a sick hike, went with a bunch of group of, um, of buddies that some I haven't seen in a while. And nice. so that was really cool connecting um, and hanging out with those guys again. Um, overall, just like a really sick weekend. It was super fun. We learned how to play a game, or I did at least. I, I got taught Catan. And this is actually uh, a game, yeah, I know the Catan game that Drew yeah. was trying to get us to play a while back in college. Yeah. My God. 
that game is full of surprises. Right, you got to spell like two wheat for one road. Not yeah, my dude. thing. I mean, you are, you are just, my thing. You are just grinding out there. But it, it seems so silly on the outside, but then you get in it. Oh, and you're in it. That's all you want to do. You're talking um, trades, mm-hmm. how to manipulate people, sabotage. I feel like it would be fun. I don't know how long you would last because it is a very tedious game. Mm. So I might test you, but I think we sh- you should give it a try. because I it, have played it before. Oh, you have? I have. Oh, I didn't know that. What would uh, you think? I mean, out of 10. Okay. Yeah, let's like give a, it out of 10. Like a three. Wow, that's brutal. <laughs> wow, I just, that's brutal. It's just I don't, not for you. It's not your I speed. just don't want to trade two wheat for your road, two roads for a gold or whatever the stupid metric system is. Brick or, you know. Yeah, brick or whatever. <laughs> Cheap. And also, you know, the people I played with are really good at board games, and I'm just kind of there just to be there. I'm kind of like Ronnie Turioff. Of the Lakers. <laughs> I'm just all heart. I'm not really doing much. I'm cool trading. I really don't have an agenda. Mm. You know. It was like a full on like five hour game that we played. It was it was a full investment. Wow. Five yeah. hours? Yeah. But I mean we had breaks. You know, we had to like, you know, we sing we sung Happy Birthday to Garrett. You know, we did that whole thing to the cake. You know, we had to take like a couple of breaks here and there, like, you know, clear the headspace. So, but it was it was fun. That game was I I thoroughly enjoyed it because it was a really fun strategy game. I love playing those like growing up computer games. Oh yeah, strategy like that. farming your resources, building it up. It was fun. It was cool. Um, I think. Well, besides the hiking, I thought mm-hmm. one of the coolest things that we did actually was called a sound bath. And so I don't think you've ever heard of of this before, and I haven't either. That's why I'm I'm assuming you haven't heard I'm of this gonna, before. I'm gonna guess. Okay. So you get like these big, hollow, gong-looking things. <laughs> it's just like a tribal ritual. Is that what you're and thinking you, right now? And you stand in the middle of a circle full of Joshua cheese surrounding you. Mm. And you just slap a gong a couple times. Well, you have to, you have to paint your face, too, of course. You paint your face? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, just pull, I'm just pulling this in at just how far I can take this thing. So you paint your face, and you bathe in blood, and now you're back. and Of course. You know, and now I'm just cleansed of all my um, of all my sins. Well, that's what Joshua Tree will do to you if you're out there too long. <laughs> no, but seriously though, it was a really cool experience because it's almost like this meditative thing. Like it's like a meditative event. It takes 30 minutes. Cool. And the crazy thing about this is what Matt was telling me is that he does this actually once a week, and it's meditative. Essentially, you don't. It's no guidance of words, but you just hook speakers up essentially to this guided. Like you know, sound bath essentially is. I, I I don't know all the terminology, but it's just a sound bath. You hook up massive right. speakers, right. and you are supposed to ground yourself, and you're supposed to lay on the floor. And so apparently, all of the ohms and bass notes that the artist is playing and mixing on this 30 minute um, mix is all C minor, which is actually the brown note. note. The brown note. Essentially, yes. You're all just shitting your pants in a circle. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're it was playing the, you're playing I mean, that's why we were outside in the first place. Right, right. That's you know surrounded by Joshua Trees. We could block out right. all of that stuff. <laughs> um, it, it, it is the apparently the sound of the earth, and that's why it's grounding. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool, liberating... It was a long 30 minutes, but it was cool because your mind would go like crazy just to these like far 
away places essentially and very abstract thought because the music is very out there too but then you try to like become and be present in i feel that like moment. my brain already does that i feel like my brain's always you're, you're, you're in a constant outside. bath yeah i'm like i'm in a constant <laughs> blender at all times <laughs> i haven't there's never not a far-reaching thought yeah you know, it, it has always been that case oh my god i'm like yeah in college like i don't have anxiety i'm fine I think that's just the blissful ignorance of being that broke in college. Mm. You just don't realize like your first the world. Problems. Yeah, you're like, or I, I feel like it's the case for me too. As as we've as I've gotten older, older, I've definitely become more susceptible to being like anxious, uncomfortable. I don't know what it is actually. Yeah, just like, in college, you think I'm living in a garage. I've been eating pizza for seven days. I take That's a shower. True. Maybe we just got to lower our lifestyle again. Yeah, we just got to go back to the mud. <laughs> I don't know if my body would actually be able to function if I did that, though. No, I'd die. Yeah, it would be rough. I mean, we were eating Little Caesars pizzas on the reg. The worst part of it was drinking plastic boots from the bottom shelf at Ralph's for like $12. Yeah, you know, don't hate on a little pop-off. What was our other one? Prestige. Prestige Worldwide. Prestige was the one, dude. <laughs> and people, it wasn't, I mean, you're talking plastic vodka, not great. It's not great. And you're also talking, you know, plastic is the new glass. Right. That was that was a movement we that thoroughly was, lived by. And I think we pitched it beautifully. <laughs> I think there was a lot of people out there who now in Long Beach buy Prestige Worldwide. I think so. It's well known. It's in Ralph's, bottom shelf. You go in there, you walk into the Ralph's, you turn directly left. I don't sleep on it, honestly. As far as if we're going to rank like bad vodka right. and, and cheap vodka or quote unquote bad vodka, but cheap vodka, mm -hmm. that's that was always the one we gravitated to. Okay, uh, It's either that or I'm drinking like Smirnoff. Are you doing Smirnoff? No. Yeah. See, that's New rough. Hampshire. No. New Amsterdam. See, that's brutal. No, no, no. Are you doing Burnett's? I don't even know what that is. See, so no. I would do prestige over all of those. Yeah. If we're, if we're going bottom shelf. And now, like, you know, I'm, we're not going to buy that anymore. You bring a handle not, to a party. We're not, we're not in college. But, yeah, you bring a handle, handle to a party. Right, you don't care anymore. Everyone's getting shots. Yeah, this girl's getting shots. This dude's getting shots. Right. The crowd, you know, you're just pouring in people's mouths. You're like a spring breaker at that point. <laughs> you can drop you are, it. You are like the life of the party. And you could drop it. Yeah. People you're, dropped it all the time. All the time. No one even Some cares. Drunk no, yeah, no worries. It. No worries. Right. Yeah, that's some why some zombie I, walks up to you. You know, I mean, you know, shout out prestige. <laughs> <laughs> Just like some of those zombies in college. Um, so when you were doing your brown note bathes in uh, Joshua Tree, I have been watching the Lakers, mm -hmm. which has been abysmal for me. Um, yeah, you got to give me a little bit of a recap of what's kind of going on there yeah. because I've there was a lot of movement. Because the trade deadline just came up, right? Isn't it's it? It's coming. In, it's like in a few days here. Yeah, Thursday. You know that meme where there's like a guy poking somebody with a stick and it's storming like not moving? Mm -hmm. It's like the Lakers. Yeah. It's like I'm sitting here poking the stick. The meme's been done to death, but it's so true. It's just like I'm poking it. Like, can we do something? Yeah. I mean, the highlight of it is LeBron James is going to break the scoring record. 100%. And I, I mean, it could happen next game here. It, yeah. The next game is tomorrow What night. is he, 36? 36 or 38 away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Yeah, it's just unbelievable stuff. Now, that speaks volumes of Kareem. It was one of those records that it's almost like Wayne Gretzky's like scoring points record. It was like yeah. up there as in like you would never 
think that someone would be able to achieve it. And if they would, then it would just take someone 24 years, 25 years to break it because of how long it has stood for. I mean, it really speaks volumes of Kareem's game. No one puts Kareem in their top five. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, he's, like, arguably has the most, like, unblockable shot in NBA history. I mean, the skyhook, the man was, it was broken. Nobody uses a cheat code. Nobody does it anymore. Yeah. You've never seen anyone run through the middle of the paint hitting a skyhook. Um, I think him breaking the scoring record is amazing. It speaks volumes to the person LeBron James is. Um, people say his best quality is availability. That was I actually wanted to touch on that too. I mean, the man does not. I mean, he only started getting he hurt on the Lakers. He's so durable. He just year started getting hurt. Year, on I mean, Lakers. he's built like a tank. Let's be honest here. He, this man is him is and a, six, him and AD two fifty, two sixty. It's just a it's just rock solid. Yeah, him and AD. Yeah, AD is really durable. <laughs> yeah, that man Duracell. <laughs> really? Yeah, that man goes for days. Yeah. Goes straight to the bench with yeah. injuries. Um, love him. Love watching him play. But he can't keep can't keep it straight. I don't know what. I mean, you're he, just that he's tall. like a he's a guy that's yeah. You play forty games a year and you can't play the other forty at full speed. There I are mean, players like that. Yeah, you know he needs help. He needs to be like he needs to play like twenty minutes, twenty great minutes for us. Um, anyways, for sure. But I mean, for sure, how durable LeBron James is is truly something that's remarkable. The man's thirty eight years old and his head is still like near the rim. He's flying around. He's playing 35 minutes a game. And, yeah. like, yeah, he plays, like, 65 games a year. But, like, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. 65 games a year, that's a ton. And traveling and, yeah. you know, doing family stuff. I mean. I got to drop 120 pounds just to start. <laughs> uh, a cool 120. I mean, of course, those guys are in the best shape that they could possibly be right. in. But you still got to play 65 80 games a year. And he's carrying the Lakers. These are not easy 35 minutes. Like, without him on the floor, we don't it's, stand it's, a chance. It's stagnant. It's tough to watch at times. Yeah. And you definitely follow the Lakers definitely more than I do. I'm getting into it right now. Right. But what's been going on with the Lakers, with the toll trading and the Kyrie situation? What's, what's yeah, that yeah. been? So, um, so, basically, Kyrie re- has requested a trade before this year started. And he ended up saying, you know, I'm going to stay with Brooklyn. Um, his contract wasn't up. So, like, if he's not going to get traded, he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, at that point, he said he was going to stay. And for whatever reason, I think it was last week or on the weekend, he was like, I want out. He's requesting a trade. But correct me if I'm wrong, though. The Brooklyn Nets are kind of popping off right now. They were doing okay. They're starting to fall off again. Yeah, I can see that. You can only, like, have so they much were having offensive the output. Firing the Steve Nash um, high. You know when like your coach leaves, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. you're playing at that high level because you hate your coach. Yep. And then you, you come back down to reality, like okay, actually we're not as good as we thought we were. Yeah, that was because <clears throat> KD and Kyrie. Well, KD got hurt, right? But then you know you you have Kyrie trying to carry, and, and he then, can't carry a team. Yeah, he's tried. Like he was with LeBron in Cleveland. He said, "I want to be my own man." Goes to Boston. Gets booed out of Boston, goes to Brooklyn, can't be a team player yeah. in Brooklyn either. Um, so the Lakers offered, um, I guess, didn't they offered like Westbrook and two first round picks, which at that point is a lot. 
I would say that's a lot. Two first round picks and Westbrook yeah, and then for the Nets an countered, aging. And then the Nets countered with what? They you, count, you hit me with this yeah, earlier. They, they countered with Max Christie, who I don't know if you watched him at all. He's awesome to watch. Okay. Young guy, has potential. I don't know where that's going to lead for us yet, but I like him a lot. Austin did Reeves. We, did we draft him? Yeah, we drafted him. So first year with us. We have Austin Reeves as well, who they wanted. Yeah, I love Reeves. So you like, can't get rid, can't of, get rid of Reeves. He's a staple guy. They wanted Westbrook as well, of course. Of course. And two first-round picks. You might as well just throw in the goddamn kitchen sink at that point. For Kyrie, and Kyrie, like, I think I looked it up, is like 31-30. So he's not and, like you're he, getting... He's a guy that's not very durable either. And his contract's up after this year, so there's no guarantee he'd even stay. So you're giving right. away all of this, and you're losing Kyrie, like, and you possibly lose Kyrie at the end of the year? I feel like it's also the two first-round draft picks. If the Lakers lose and trade away any more first-round draft picks... We're done. Our future is... Yeah, it's it's finished. It would be years and years and years of rebuilding for us to get back to a place. Tough. I think I don't ever want to get rid of our first round draft picks. In fact, I would love to cultivate more because the NBA is no longer superpower teams. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. There are tons of really good players that are constantly dropping twenty to thirty, mm-hmm. and there's. I mean, I, I feel like the overall level of play has increasingly gotten higher as the years have gone on in, in basketball. Yeah, there's no more Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. You can for sure create those super teams and those like and those trios. Right. They're but, just not going to be as dominant as they were and they're not back when and, we were growing up. And players don't aren't looking for that anymore. Yeah. They kinda want to be the man again. Like Yeah, that's Luca it just got Kyrie, but I wouldn't say Kyrie's like Kyrie's not going to outshine Luca at all. No, there's no chance. Luca is a Lu- Luca is Batman. Kyrie is clearly Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think the Lakers need to hold on to whoever. And I kind of like the way the team is playing right now. Like we're going on. A, I mean, we're battling at 500, but Wait. still, you got Lonnie Walker. That's hurt. Yeah, Reeves he, went down with a hammy a, injury or something. Reeves like is coming back. Lonnie's yeah. back, not looking like his old self. That's a bummer. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta you gotta give them a couple of days to get back into it, right? Yeah, we lost to the Pelicans, and we need that win because they're in the play-in, and yeah. we're not. We're one game back. Yeah, that was big. So losing to them was huge. I just after this trade happened and it got denied by us, it was clear that Kyrie wanted to come. He like expressed interest that he wanted to be a Laker. Yeah. Now the owner, I don't know his name. I read some reports that he said he was the never owner going. Of the Lakers or the of the owner, Nets? Sorry, the owner of the Nets. Got it. Clearly stated to him he would never be a Laker. That he would never be a Laker because one, it's where he wanted to be, and two, he didn't want to do business with the Lakers. So how do you how do you feel about that? It it's gotten Nick, hearing that being a Lakers a diehard Lakers fan. It's gotten to the point now over these years where I feel like the Lakers are the most hated franchise of all time. Yeah, I know, and, I, and I don't want to fight that either. I know I really, the New York Yankees, don't. everyone hates the New York Yankees. Yeah, I get it. But the Yankees still get people. Yeah, because they got money. Right, and there's, so the Lakers. There's no salary cap. Right, but they, they still get people. They're not refusing business. Yeah, I know. Like the A's aren't is, refusing business. Dude. And then also you get like the league um, that's... Basically, ixnaying and like vetoing like trades with right. the whole Chris Paul situation that happened a few years ago. 
where like, that, like that what, hasn't like happened what, before and hasn't happened since. Right. They, it would have been Chris Paul, um, Pau Gasol, and Kobe Bryant. It would have been an unbelievable trio. Chris Paul would still be a Laker. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. We'd have we you know no hate on Russell Westbrook, but like I love me some CB three. I mean, he's starting to fade off now, but I mean, yeah, because he's thirty nine. Right. I mean, the man's been grinding for a championship. He would have easily gotten one with Kobe and Pau. Yeah, that and was, I think Pau was wildly underrated as well. Uh, one of my favorite centers, power forward, he's whatever so you want to good. call him of all time. He could pass the rock. He was working hard, grabbing boards, and he can he can score the basketball. And people he said he's soft. Points. I mean, you don't. I mean, him in modern day NBA, he's even better now than he would be. Yeah, back then. that's fair. Powell was a sh- mid range shooter who could handle the ball, who could pass from the block, who played defense, and was mobile. Yeah, I know. We need some more of those guys on on the Lakers right there. Like he he fit the triangle offense perfectly. It just um. Going back to the Lakers being the most hated franchise, I just like Yankees. Okay, they still get trades done. I mean, Boston still gets people to do business with. Them. I was I was gonna say Boston for me could be like the one that's competing, but at the same time, you know, like the, everyone only hates them because it's just easy to hate the Boston Celtics, right? But then, I mean, the, yes, even their fans like ride or die with them. It's yeah. a huge sports town. Like yeah. like Los Angeles and Orange County are not huge sports towns. So if you're not doing anything for me lately, yeah, you fall off. You fall off. You're like irrelevant. Uh, it, and like you know, and that does not happen in Boston. No, definitely not. With the Red Sox, it's hard to whatever. disagree with you here and find other points. I, I I feel like you're just more so just stating a fact. Like it, I do see how you know everyone can can view that because I don't see how other teams can actually like. I just don't see how like there's trades that get denied get that get denied. And there's just so many different things that are factoring against the Lakers that are happening constantly. Yeah, you just like lose your fan base really quickly. Like we just won a championship. Yeah, but then we blow it. We we, we win the championship in the bubble. And I don't care if these floozies talk about the bubble not being a real championship. I mean, you're getting a ring. You're it's, it's still a championship. If you listen to any player who talks about that in the bubble championship, they all say it was a legitimate championship. Maybe one of the hardest they've ever earned. Because everyone is so dialed in. There's right? nothing else to do. Right. You're just doing basketball and that's no it. fans. So the ball you're the ball doing, itself is getting super hard. And you're doing rehab and you're doing film and studying and all that. Everyone's kind of stuff. locked and in. You're fully invested because that was a because you had a, at that time. Step away from your if you had family. Step away from your family. Come into the bubble, right? And you were just locked out. How long was that for? Like four or five months? I like, think it was less than that. Was it three? Yeah, I think probably less than. It that just too. still seemed like such a long time to do that. It was. So it I was a big deal. That's my point, though. We did it. Like the Lakers won a championship, and some franchises, I just like you know, it takes them twenty, thirty years to keep like fighting for championships, and it just doesn't happen, right? So like, what is that irrelevant? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand why there's so much hate against the Lakers. I just, I mean, it's fun to hate them, and that's and that's in any industry. That's fine. Yeah, if I you're just, the best, you always have a target on your back, right? And then the Lakers, I mean, the ownership keeps shooting themselves in the foot. The GMs, I feel like, don't make right decisions. Like after that championship, we got rid of the key pieces to me, which was. Two very athletic centers who did not care about anything other than rebounding the basketball and playing D, which was Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. You got rid of them, which then you put more load on Anthony Davis to do more of the defensive work. And when you do that, I think that's when he gets hurt. 
He needs to do one or the other. He needs to play defense, no offense, or all offense, no defense. Yeah, they're asking a lot of AD right now. Because AD's our best defender. And so he has to play both ends of the floor, and that's what he should do. He's an NBA player. I got it. Sure. But maybe not 35 minutes. He's a seven-footer. Yeah. Like, he's he's gassed. Like, he needs help in the block, and the athletic centers of JaVale and Dwight with AD were the keys to that offense because we were bigger than everybody else. We were more mobile than anybody else. And we played lockdown defense. If you got us to the half court and we stopped you on fast breaks, like LeBron would chase chase dunk people all the time. He still does it. Yeah. Yeah. So fast breaks are kind of locked down. Javel and Dwight were very mobile fives. We do have Thomas Bryant right now. He looks though. great. And I you know, I I do love what he is doing. He is a guy that's got a motor. How tall is he actually? I think he's is seven he, foot. Is he six ten? He looks like a yeah. six six ten guy. He's great. I love him. Super athletic though, and a young dude, and he runs the floor really well. He did hitting mid range jumpers. He yeah. shoots threes really he looks well. Great. So I think that's a huge addition to the team right now. Like there's some pieces we just can't get rid of. Like you can blow this team up, but you can't get rid of Austin Reeves, Max Christie, Thomas Bryant. If you can keep Lonnie Walker, great. You probably can't. Um, and then Rio, right? Hmm? You got to keep Rio. Rio, yes. You got to have to keep Rio. Those are your your staple Lakers that can fill in any role to any superstar and make them better. It's just um, we've gotten to a point now where we're just not doing anything, and people don't even want to work with us. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. Like we're giving, we're offering two first round picks, and for a dude that's like. Choosing to sit out for half the season a couple weeks, like last like, year. No, you can go to Dallas, which like great on Dallas. I love Dallas as an organization. It was one yeah. of my favorite players on the team with and Dirk. They'll be fun to watch in the playoffs when I don't have a team. <laughs> but it's um, it's just getting increasingly frustrating being a Laker fan. We're the best organization on the team. We have the most money. We are one of the best organizations in all of sports, and people don't want to play here. And people don't want to work with us either. And I don't yeah. understand what the it's there's a problem disc- is. There's a there's a disconnect. We are and I don't know still if LA. I don't know if it starts with the fan base. I don't know if it starts with the organization. Yeah. Management. I think it's gotta be a little bit better all the way around, you know. When you look, go to Laker game or you go to like a Warriors game, there's a big difference in the stadium. Even when you're even when you're watching on like TV. You can tell like the fans are so much more into it when you go somewhere else. Yeah, like watching. I mean, I think this year alone, I saw like hints early in the season when we like were Westbrook started to play well. We yeah. finally got his confidence back or whatever was going on. Crypto Arena, also awful name for arena. Why in God's green earth would you ever pick crypto? Staples was awful, and you doubled down with crypto. Yeah, that was that was tough, and then it just. Yeah, like yeah, Westbrook crypto tank right there. Like it it's just, bad. it's not great. And um maybe that's why people hate us. Um <laughs> it he finally started to play and the Lakers started to rock again. The, mm-hmm. Like it started this the yeah, that, started that's coming six, back. That six man role for Russ is is huge. It was, but he should be a starter on the other team, but he's such a head case right now that he can't get it done. He, I, I, you, here's my here's my hot take is that he needs to be the guy. On a team. Has to be, but he can't carry a team to win, so he... Not anymore. Yeah. Never. I know. At OKC, he didn't really win anything, but he also didn't have much to work with. Not a lot of supporting players. So he literally had to do all the I scoring. Mean, he had Durant. Yeah, that's true, I guess. 
They went. That's they true. went. They had. Did a, they get to the conference finals? They had a three-one lead on Golden State, didn't they? You can't what? fact check me on on, on basketball <laughs> stuff. Like I, this. Sorry, <laughs> I mean to call you out on that no, one. No, no, no. I mean, you're, I mean, it's true. He hasn't like won, but they were a successful team for sure. But didn't he, win anything. He, was, he wasn't the guy there. Yeah. When he's the guy, it does not work. He puts up stats, and that's great. But he, I would love to know his overall plus minus. I would say it's not very high. I think there's a reason why they don't show it. I, I think there's a reason why you don't, don't know it. I don't <laughs> think. When I watch him play, I think, wow, this man is a stat monster. He's getting boards. He puts up points. But the points he's putting up feel like they don't matter. Yeah, the rebounds he gets they don't matter. They don't outweigh the negative plays that you get from him I either. Watch. Like, he makes a lot of, like, weird dribbling moves, driving, kicking, and, like, throws it off someone's shoe. And you're like, well, dude, well, what the, and, what the and hell was very that? very crucial possessions. Yeah. Not like when the game were up by 10. There's constantly points in the game with like four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter and something like that happens. And then it's a huge momentum switch. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch him dribble, 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 sit there, look at the rim. I'm like, he's going to 100% shoot this three. He shoots the three. It's in and out. And he runs back the other way. They score three. And like the Lakers are down by three again. And that just starts to roll it because he has no confidence. Yeah. It. I would love if the Lakers just sold everyone. Keep the players we were talking about. Get AD and LeBron to somewhere where they want to win a championship. I know LeBron wants to be in LA because of his sons. I understand that. We're a business. LeBron, LeBron James is a millionaire, a billionaire. My apologies. <laughs> is he actually He's worth a actually billion? a billion dollars? <laughs> He's a billionaire. He should understand how business works, and the Lakers do not have pieces right now to win. Yeah, if and LeBron if he wants to win, if he wants to win another championship, he's, he's got to go elsewhere. He's got to go somewhere else. I selfishly like LeBron, so I want him to stay. I, but you I'm know. one of the LeBron guys too. Very, there are very few out there that man is hated. That's on. another man that always gets hate. Yeah, and I think you know we didn't. I would love to maybe just go a uh, uh, skosh back and just say. Yeah. I yeah. think LeBron breaking the scoring record is is like huge. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't think um, a lot of people are. I don't think enough people are actually talking about it right now, which is blowing my mind. It's more. big news, but I don't think people. Uh, yes, his availability is the best it's ever been. No one else does it like him. But he does score. He does carry teams. He would bring like teams like with like Kevin Love and no names to like championships against yeah. clay steph and draymond in yeah. golden state like that like the best nba single season record against lebron lebron's taking him on but also himself, when like the warriors had like andrew bogut and then like sean livingston and those yeah. guys together like that's just like, a rock iguodala we come in yeah. some of times and like it, it was lebron doesn't get enough credit he's personally not my favorite player and not my goat it's kobe bryant Clearly, I have biased. Of course. I mean, and I, but if someone said LeBron's my the GOAT for me, there's no argument, stat-wise. Stat-wise, no argument. Yeah. He's if, very successful at winning, though, as well, because he does play really good team basketball. I think great role model, great yeah. teammate. Have you ever seen the dude have a bad interview? I mean, it's very seldom. Like, I, I don't know. Even like, when he's in a bad mood, right, you're he, like, whatever. Like he's he's just, he just speak, he's, he just speaks true as well, and he, it's nothing ever like on his teammates, on the coaches or whatever. He just kind of takes some of the blame, 
and then talks about moving forward. So he's just a really good role model, family, you know, he's just well-spoken, really great teammate. Yeah. I mean, really the only possible thing you can like kind of like maybe knock on for is probably his like desire to like, like really push when like it, when the chips are down, but he like works hard. Yeah, he's I, like Dan think, Dale. He's he, you know he's thirty. He's playing thirty five minutes like every single game and uh, working pretty damn hard. Yeah, he has to pick and choose his possessions at times, and I can see how that can be annoying to some people. But they're also sitting on their couch like me, yelling at him like run, play D, <laughs> and and it's, it's like we have no room to talk. Right, about. like and I get that, but as a sports fan, you want to see a player do certain things. And I, think I appreciate. It's even, I think it's even more impressive that LeBron is making moves towards a scoring title and is going to take that over in the next game or two because we were touching on this earlier and that the NBA is more skilled than yeah. any other like than any other time that it has been and I truly think that I saw a little clip of this on Instagram I don't know who it, it was a player that was talking about I think it was Perkins actually I think it's Perk mm, love big and Perk. love some Perkins and he was saying LeBron James has been the top three basketball players in the NBA for the last two decades and he survived the big man era he survived the you know small ball era the three ball era you know he survived like all of that he's always in that upper echelon of players in the yeah. league. Yeah. You're like, oh, LeBron's not a great three point shooter. It's like well, no, it's there's LeBron no James. Yeah, there's no like, you know, um dominant power forward like league. Yes, Giannis is doing that a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like the league is very level. Mm-hmm. But as far as like him now being at the tail end of his career, he's always been top three every single year through all of those different phases of basketball going in and out. Yeah. I think we just need to appreciate what he's done. I mean top I mean, it's hard to argue he's not the best of all time. I'm just biased. He's also fourth in assists. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna break the scoring record. He also said in an interview he's not done. He's going to play for the next few seasons. He said a couple means, more years. Yeah. Like, that I means more. That means, I heard few. That's three. There's few three or two to you. A few is three or more. Three or more. Yeah. A couple is two. Yeah. Mm. It's um so cool to watch. I'm very excited to watch it. Heard like a rumor as well that um, MJ tried to buy TV rights to ESPN that night when LeBron would possibly break the record to show the Hornets over LeBron breaking the record. To show the what? To show the Hornets over LeBron breaking his record. He's going to pay like $22 million for his team to be in that slot instead of LeBron's team. I mean, I heard a rumor. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's like crazy. You know, that's a rumor that I kind of get behind because I can maybe see that happening. Oh, MJ being that petty. Yeah. Because, like, if he breaks that scoring record, like... He's you know, I love I love MJ, but he's a really... He's kind of like a... You know, he's he's got to be, like, a little bit of a dick sometimes. I mean, he's a dick a majority of the time. Yeah. I mean, he's a winner, and that's, like, kind of what a you winner. get. Right. Like, a little bit crazy, a little bit many, cuckoo in the head. There's not like, many winners who aren't a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Right. Like and that's where they're special, like that. Tom Brady is like too nice. Yeah, he, he, it's like it's weird. Like he's like the opposite. I think it's effect. maybe like the facade or something, right? About you him. know, he's like bananas. Yeah. He's just he's really massaging that Fox deal that he signed for this ten million or for his ten year 
What was it? 300, 300 million? Yeah. At 300 I mean, million. It was a ridiculous contract. I heard a joke that yeah, Tom Brady went back for a season so he can get divorced so he can be free to play golf <laughs> and make $300 million. <laughs> I mean, that now he could just play golf freely. Maybe he would have had more money because of the divorce because uh, his his ex-wife is also I think she's a net billionaire. Uh, there's there's actually like I think reports saying she's, she makes more money than he does. Yeah. Like her she's net, fine. Her net worth is unbelievable. She's fine. It's just uh it was a funny little thing. I'm like, yeah, that would be so goaded of him. That is pretty funny. Like I'm just gonna go back for one more season, get divorced, you watch the kids, I'm playing golf. And I'm gonna make three hundred million just doing right. broadcasting stuff because Tony Romo's out. Is he? I don't know. He's getting close. Oh, I interesting. Guess he almost at the end. There's a rumor he almost said the end. I word saw live. that. I saw that too. Like, and that was weird because I don't know what he would have said there. There was no. It kind of just got did they buried. Just, did they just like clip it out? Like it kind of got know, buried. I don't really know. Yeah, and then it, um, I read a report that like apparently he might have like addiction problems. Like he had a group, yeah. So or probably CTE, probably more likely. Interesting. So okay. we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, Kyrie to and Dallas. obviously we're just talking about just rumors here. We're just speculating right. on I'm this. Just, this I don't fun. listen to anything I say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I expert. think everyone's just tuning in just to hear us bullshit. Oh, I mean that's <laughs> exactly what you're getting here. I'm going to say rumors. I'm going to say outlandish shit that makes no sense. I'm talking. I might be reading Facebook. I'm easily swayed. I, oh, I'm easily. I'm getting my facts on Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not fact checking. I'm not going behind. But I also don't spread my, I mean, I guess now I'm spreading my own rumors. <laughs> Before, though, I would just But it's say, all subjective, though. You don't you don't need to listen. Right. So, you know, yeah, just <laughs> take it with pretend like I'm, you know, like Joe Rogan says, I'm a giant dumb idiot <laughs> who doesn't know what he's saying. And I'm here just having fun. Yeah, exactly. With my buddy. Exactly. Anywho, I loved Tony Romo in it when he was like first season when he was doing this. He was great. He brought an element of energy to the broadcasting booth that was fun and a different spin. Yeah. You know, you're getting like the quarterback's view. And I know Troy Aikman does a good job of that, but he doesn't like almost predict the play. Yeah. Tony Romo was like watching predicting. It'll be great to watch Tom Brady do it. I mean, if Tony, if Tony Romo is struggling with something, I hope he gets help. But, um, Moving back to basketball, now that Kyrie's on Dallas with Luka, how do you think that team looks? Do you think Luka and um, Kyrie can work together? Honestly, I think they're going to struggle. That's what I think most people say. I think they're going to struggle. And I believe that it's because Kyrie has a little bit of an ego and it's going to be tough for him to step aside. Luca is not going to step aside. Well, Luca is he knows be it's Luka. he knows it's Luca's team. There's no way he's coming to the Mavs and doesn't know that. I think what he, why this may work is because Luca is gassed by the fourth yeah. quarter. He is throwing up shots that are ridiculous. It's going to be great because he can now become a little bit more of like a spot up shooter role and let Kyrie kind of go to work. And then now he's not going to have to take the ball up. And have a double team on him instantly. When you he can't like really double team as easily anymore. Right. And if you're struggling, tired, need a break, Kyrie can easily fill that scoring gap for you. And when you get back in the game, it's the fourth quarter. You know who's touching the ball. It's Luka Daddy for some Luka magic in the fourth. Yeah. 
I mean, that man throws up shots that look like they're like they have no they have no shot of going in. No and then, business. And just find the bottom then, of the net, like back rim drain. Yeah, swish it's, drain. It's, it's bananas. What and he's just talking do. shit the whole time, yelling at yeah. coaches, yelling at refs. He's like a you know a little spoiled guy out there, just balling though. Yeah, I love okay. watching him. It's okay though. He can act like a little punk because he yeah. is damn good. At yeah, basketball. remember Kobe's a little punk too, and I did not care. Right, he's a little punk for sure. Kobe was definitely. Just like we said earlier, if you're a winner and you're doing whatever whatever it takes to win, you're a little you're a little cuckoo. I love love watching Luca. You're, you're a little crazy. So yeah, I I think it could work though because Kyrie does play that second man position really well because at the end of the day he is a point guard. So it's just going to have to depend on how they're going to make it work, how they're going to mesh together. I really think that Luca is going to make it work because. This is a, now a, a legitimate chance for their team to do something really good. Yeah, I think he needs to capitalize on that this year and uh, maybe make something of it. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it'd be fun to watch. I'll have at least a team to watch in the NBA now uh, in the playoffs. So that'll be fun to cheer get for. Get the him. Lakers into the play-in. We have a shot. Get, get the, the Lakers, Lakers into, the into the play-in. Get us healthy. And if we're playing some good basketball when the time comes, there's a shot. There truly is a shot. And I'm not saying it's a it's a good shot. No, it's but like, there is an opportunity there. Right, it's like five thousand meters away. LeBron can just like <laughs> LeBron could just like de- defy you everything. Know, AD time. stays and healthy. He, yeah, and he just like ends up playing 38 minutes a game and right. just balls out. Right, Ryu somehow just comes in and starts doing. He's a great shooter too. Yeah. That I mean, that's a big pickup. I think it's great. Um, Moving on to some golf now. We got golf the rest of the way out here. Yeah, buddy. Um, I know that you were just playing in a golf tournament, and I heard a couple of, like, some mixed things because I got you on the phone a little bit. I know you were telling me you're going over to Ukaipa. Uh, I do want to bring up last episode. You said you're going to break 80. Did you break 80? No. <laughs> Did not break 80. was not <laughs> okay. even close to breaking 80. I, I mean, I do want to be there. When you break eighty, yeah, so, so that would be something. I mean, selfishly, yeah, you might admit glad. something else. Oh, more special. You, you did give me a little tinge of of something that yeah. may, may or may not have happened. It could have been the worst slash best round I've ever had in my life. Okay, yeah, I shot a. Let me just paint oh, a little picture. No. Okay. What are, you gonna, are there any excuses to, to dish oh, yeah. out first? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Of, <laughs> what do you mean? Do I have excuses? Yeah. I got excuses <laughs> for plenty of them. Uh, one, I'm exhausted. It's in the morning. I got to get up at five. I got to drive to Ukaipa. Ah, oh, you didn't spend the night over there at Mikey's? No, I got to get up early, which is fine. I enjoy doing it. Once 5 a.m.? I'm waking up at 5.45. That's probably one of the only times I will actually wake up at 5.45. It's that or to catch a flight. Yeah, 5.45, wake up time. Do not get me up any earlier. I enjoy I mean, it's fine. Driving there is totally fine. It's fun getting there, ready to go. I'm drinking water. I go to bed early. That's no big deal. Um, I got gifted some black golf balls for my birthday. Oh, yeah. Did you pull those out? I did play with them. Okay. I read some reports that they were easy to see, that it's not as bad as people think, and it's actually really easy to see in the sun when you're hitting a ball. So how'd that go? Did not go well. Yeah. Could not find them. I'm sure. Hit the ball. It's easy to you see. You also in the air. broke this out at a tournament too. Yeah, dude. I busted them out. I thought yeah, I'm, I'm playing well. 
So, uh, <laughs> I'm plotting my way around the yeah, cores. I can I'm, find these I'm guys. Basically, the modern day uh, Freddie couples. Mm, okay. Yeah, you know, smooth. You big, do have easy. that swagger about you. I do. I'm just. I'm out here on my phone, chipping it's, it's, with one it's hand. Really the walking gate for me. Yeah. For, like that's where that's really <laughs> so the swagger comes in. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know I'm looking good. I got two um, chicken McGriddles from Mikey picking up big time for me. Chicken McGriddles. Oh yeah, they're fire. A chicken McGriddle, not yeah. a sausage McGriddle. With cheese. You're a savage. So it's chicken, cheese, and a pancake sausage patty. That's how I'm starting my rounds off over there. And let me tell no you, wonder why you're. I've done it shit. before. You know, wonder why you're eating shit, and then you're just going out and playing like I it. Get, I get, I get a pistachio coffee in the morning, some water. Pista- Where are you getting pistachio? You mean hazelnut? No, pistachio cream coffee from what Starbucks. What is going on right now? Yeah, dude. It's, I'm having a, Your I'm having palate myself, is bananas. Yeah, I'm having myself a day. So I get there. We're, we're doing the damn Christ. thing, right? Did you break out like a, a coffee table? I did. Like in your mm-hmm. in your in your car? With a, with a TV. Yeah, and some it roses. Sounds, it sounds like it, And dude. I had Mikey damn. chauffeur me around. Damn. Um, no, I bar- <laughs> I didn't warm up much because I didn't want to buy golf balls because I was like, whatever. Well, it's I'm, also probably 7 a.m. when you're there and you're like, ah, do I really want to hit I golf balls? I get there balls? like 7.20. Yeah. So I get like 40 minutes to fully warm up. Right. And you're going to so, roll putts. So you're going you're, you're gonna to go and get the speed of the greens. And Mikey usually throws me 10 golf balls. a handful of balls yeah. and I kind of just hit my wedge. I never hit my driver and warm up ever. Yeah, that's crazy because I need to get those reps. Because I hate, the tee height throws me off. There's never a good tee height for and if true. I, and if I'm I have, for whatever reason, it's all mental. Clearly all mental. The tee height isn't perfect for me and I get used to that swing and I go and play on the course. You get thrown off. I get thrown off. Yeah. I really do. I start hitting up on the ball. You do need like a <laughs> it's something that's very silly, but you point it out a lot. It's like if the tee boxes are not level, I it f- drives you I can't do up it. the wall. Yeah, my fear unbalanced, the tee's sitting weird, I can't get the tee into the I've ground. I've seen you tee multiple times, like no, nah, I can't I can't from this spot. Yeah, and I'll move. And I yeah. always I always <laughs> shade to the side of the course that's always open for my fade. Mm-hmm. So if it's open on the right side, I tee it up on the left side. And if yep. it's on the left side, more open for my fade, I tee up on the right. Yep. Always got to do that. Find that angle. So for I, sure. And, if and I, so if it's not lining up perfectly, it's... it's I move it back, and I try to move to center, and then yeah. if I have to, I'll move it far left. I know. It's just pretty funny. I, I will sit there and scope a tee box before I tee it up, too. Yeah. Where are my feet going to be? If my feet are uncomfortable, I'm not making contact. Yeah. And these are all great excuses I have because the tee boxes were chewed up the whole time I was there. <laughs> of course they were. I mean, the course has normally been playing really great. And for whatever reason, the greens... I'm sur- actually surprised because Ukaipa probably got a lot of rainfall. I thought it helped. Yeah. didn't help so. at all. It's soupy? It, it, muddy? No. It like clay almost? Killed everything. Like overwatered, oh, just like just like uh, soaked it too much. Yeah, huh? like our tee boxes were everything. ruined. Some of the some of the um, greens were chewed up. Um, so you need that. Um, you need that rain like in April or something. Yeah, like that. it was it was rough. Okay. Um, of course, it wasn't in the best shape I've seen. It's been really nice shape since I've joined it. This this was not great. Really? So, okay, so we've got early tea time. Yeah, but salvaged by a great breakfast. Yeah, five five sure. star meal. Jeez. That no warm up. No warm up. Bad corks conditions. Bad corks conditions. Yeah, I'm, just counting the, I'm just counting the excuses. I was putting gray on the putting, putting like, green. I haven't heard this number yet. I was putting gray <laughs> on the putting green. Okay. Um, so I thought, all right, bring the. We're starting 18B. 
18 is a hard hole for uh, Ukaipa. Right. I forget that you guys do the shotgun we start shotgun every start. single time at Ukaipa. Right, which is great. I love the shotgun start. Um, I love starting on 18. That's big. Because I isn't hate that the, Isn't that the short par four? Yeah, dog leg right. You, yeah, could, yeah, drive, yeah. you could drive the green. Mm, I can't. Interesting. It's a, it'd be a gray hole for you to drive the green because it's um, it's a dog leg right, but you can cut those trees and draw something into the tee box, and the worst you're going to be is a greenside bunker. I love those too. The bunkers are awful there, but you you'd figure it out. Oh, no, that's right. They don't have any sand in them, huh? Not much, but yeah. you'd figure it out. My uncle out. Steve can hit them out of them. So can you? Okay. Um, we yeah. were so, so I'm using go. the black balls. Uh, first shot, eh? I'm not going to break down every shot. I'll just go first hole. I end up with a triple. I shoot a ninety-seven. Dude, what? I shoot a ninety-seven. 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 I go triple. Um, double, like double, like the, I'm not finding the ball. <laughs> I'm not, the, the look of disgust Damn, on your face. Son, 97. Uh, Ukaipa is really bad. It's a really bad 97 Ukaipa. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the slope rating is, but it's, it's not, not very high. high. Yeah. It's what, a short the total course. yards are what? 64. Yeah. Short course. Pretty um, open. Pretty open. Uh, not much to it. It's just really, it's dude. I don't. Ca- I can't remember the last time you shot over ninety five. Yeah, it was bad. Did you break ninety five at Tory? No. Shot okay. Ninety eight at Tory. Okay. But that's Tory. That's Tory Pines. We're also oh. playing from seven thousand yards, and it, and it was, was windy. windy. And it was cold and, in the morning. And uh, <laughs> but ninety seven. Yeah. So ninety seven. That's tough, dude. Okay. So, so slow start to the day. Did you like at least turn it around a little bit? No, I wish I could say I could. It just got, um, like, uh, it just couldn't hit an iron. And my drives kept putting me in bad positions. Oh. So, so I was, like, underneath the trees, kind of had really a chunk, working. couldn't hit an iron to the green, got in green side, couldn't putt. Mm. So nothing was really working. I was using the chipper a lot, couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah, we got to get you some rest with that reps with that chipper. Yeah, I, I think I figured something out new is I can't open my feet. I have to do putting stance, and it has to be a putting stroke. Yeah, what were you doing before? Trying? Opening my feet up, like, toward oh, the target, okay. and kind of, like, slapping my hands out like a chip. Oh, yeah, I feel like because it has so little loft right. and trying to hit uh, such short distances, mm-hmm. maybe just a putting stroke might work better. Right. It, and we it's going to be a lot that. of trial and error with that club, I think. We started doing that, and it was great. Um it was super uh, fun when I started figuring out the yeah. chipper. Um, but the iron shots usually and the drives usually are pretty good with. So yeah, I'm, so I'm normally actually I'm shocked why that that kind of left you. You just couldn't couldn't get comfortable, couldn't find your swing. What was I don't know. Like I, it felt like I was there. Like it was like every time I got to the next hole, I'm like, oh, I got this one. I got yeah. it now. The game's coming back. Yeah, just never came back. And the putting was I could not putt. I You're rolling fi- it well in the putting green, though. I couldn't figure out the speed. I couldn't figure out the break. I was misreading greens by, like, four to five hole sizes. That's, like, such a frustrating thing in sports when you show up to a competition and you don't have your best stuff. I just did not. And I was... It's and, tough. And I was just, at that point, I tried my best just mentally, just be like, okay, now it's skins. Right. The round shot, I'm not yeah. winning. So everything I'm firing at. Yeah. Every pin. I'm going to have to try to get something going. When you make that switch, like around eight, nine? Yeah, the, around whole eight, I was... You were um, like 14 over? I had, I had my first par on a par three. Yeah. 
I hit a good I hit a good part. It's a short par three, water left, dead kind of right, super short par three, flag, um, flag front green. I hit like my fifty, one hundred and five yards, spun it back, left it to like f- eight nine feet. That's nice. So it was a good shot. It's a little, glim- little glimmer of hope. Mikey banged a birdie putt in from off the green. Great for Mikey. Got a pop yeah. there, I'm sure. I missed my birdie putt. Made the par. Um, so we're going into hole nine with a little momentum. That fades off quick. I think I had a par putt. Made bogey. Now I'm starting to play par and bogey golf. Okay, so now we're back in it a little bit. A little bit. That's rough. I, at that point. What did you, I, do you know what you shot on the front? Yeah, hang on. I have my scorecard here I brought out for you. Okay. I'm gonna have to show you later, buddy. Let me see what I got here. I shot 53 on the front. Whoa. I went seven, Whoa. six, seven, six, six, five, eight, three, five. That's your big boy right there. Yeah. Holy moly, dude. Yeah. Mikey, That's one you want to just forget about forever. Yeah. Mikey played well. You didn't Shuff. burn that scorecard? No. And I'll <laughs> show you why later. So we're on hole nine. I go bogey, double. Bogey. So I'm I'm at this point playing awful. I think I have one par at this point. Through how many holes? Uh, we're on 9, 10, 11, 12. We're on 12 holes. One par. So a funny part of this story was I'm trying to keep my head in the game, and it's not a problem for me. I'm having fun. Me and Mikey are talking. Yeah, ha- it's great. When you get that laughing. team event, that's probably one of the best things. Well, like it, was, it was solo. No team. Oh, but like you're riding in the cart with Mikey, right. though. I'm riding in the cart with Mikey. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. We're just having fun. Uh, I'm not playing great. I'm not going to play great. It's clearly not here. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the lost arts or like sometimes it just gets a little bit carried away and people just start getting a little aggro at times. It's clearly just not there. I know I'm a better golfer and I clearly just don't have it. Yeah. The routine was the same. The routine's always the same before I play golf now. It's two tum- three times three out of the a full glass of water and some food. And two chicken McGriddles. Yeah. I mean, it's not always chicken McGriddles, <laughs> but it's food. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and it's funny because Mikey's like, you know, you can always have the worst day of golf, but you still can get a hole in one. And I was like, okay. yeah, 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 whatever, Mikey. Um, like, yeah, we're worrying about skins right now. Yeah. Okay. And it's, you know, he, what he's saying there is like, you know, golf's great because you never know what the next shot's going to be. It could change your life. So we're stepping up to hole 13 here. Okay. I'm going to paint you a picture because this is special. It's dead water all left. Why Huge do feel like something's coming? Oh, it's coming. What is going on? <laughs> water all left. Okay. There is a ravine, like a wash, gravel right. But there's bunkers in between the wash and the green. So it's really almost, an you can miss short. And it's the green sloping down to the front and the back tier, which is hard to get to, slopes downward and dead right. Okay. It's that like little waste area over there. Right. And there's some green that it stops the ball or like a bunker. Yeah. And you can, you know, hit shots into it. The greens are soft enough where most of the time they just plug. Um, It's my most hated par three. Is it downhill? Is you have it's, to like hit over something? Yeah, you're also got to hit over water because you're a fade player. So water right. on the left. I have to start it over water. Got it. How uh, far is it? It's a hunt. We're playing from white. Right. It's a back right blue flag. 
you can't see. Oh, what's the, on that upper tier? It's on the upper tier. Okay. You can't see the bottom of the hole. Okay. So you don't really know where the ball is going to be when you get up there. Gotcha. Um, and it's always in the wind. And it's always breezy. Okay. It's always almost a How club far? to two. It's 158. It's You start probably level with the back tier. Yeah. And front tier, you're probably playing lower on it. So you got water off the left. The flags, you know, there's three positions. It's either front, back left, or back right. And it's all sloping, all undulating, big breaks. Most of the time, if you're putting uphill, you're way putting way off of it because the slope's so great. I, people get their, it, they will chew your scorecard up this hole. You can like four putt here, is what easy. you're saying. Easy. Really? Easy. I've seen it multiple times. Wow. Okay. It, especially if you're off the especially, back tier. Especially when the greenskeeper wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, and he's, just, it on and he's rolling that thing to glass. <laughs> um, I'm Mikey and this guy we're playing with named Blue make a bet that if okay. they get a hole in one, Mikey or Blue, that the other person gives them $30 each. So if okay. Mikey gets a hole in one, Blue gets $30. Blue gets a hole in one, Mikey gets $30. Okay. We're do, you, do you get any stake in this? I, I don't ever talk about hole in ones like this. Okay. It's just my I don't I don't pretend like it's gonna happen. Mikey loves to talk about every time I step into a part three, he's like, This is one's in. He manifests this thing all the time. And it's awesome. <laughs> and I, it's always a killer to talk about on the course. It's always so funny when he says it. And um, it's always a great reaction. Um, Blue, I think, goes up first, he slaps something down there, whatever. It's not not great. I consistently struggle with this hole. And you, never, already, and you were already saying your irons were not that great. And I always have to club up almost double. You are a double club up, especially when the in pin the is wind. in the back and especially when you're into the wind. So it's 158. So you're hitting like, you hitting six iron? Hit seven. Okay. 158, into wind, blue flag, pin back right. Okay. I hit an amazing seven iron. I don't really fade it that much. It starts kind of start dead online. Kind of baby fade. Baby fade hits the middle of the back tier of the green, spins and jetties right. So we're so you're we're like, close to the hole. We can't see it. We no idea where it's at, but we know it was a good shot. Yeah, okay, buckle going. in. Keep going. Keep going. Buckle in. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so it's that long awaited. It's the mystery in golf. It's right. one of the funnest things to do. We have no idea. We can't see the bottom of the hole. All yeah. we know is I hit a gem. And I said, that's probably pretty close. Because the way it stopped and was spinning, it wasn't like it took off right. It moved with a good enough pace right to be like close to the yeah. hole. Yeah. Either a couple feet short, a couple feet past, that's fine. But I knew it was a good you're, shot. You're in the five foot, I six peered foot. it. It was perfect. Sure. Perfect seven iron. Okay, nice. Mikey looks at me and we shake hands and he says, if that's in the hole, I get 30 bucks. I said, fine, whatever. 30 bucks if I get a hole in one? Mikey gets 30 bucks? Yeah. I just shook his hand. Okay, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's not in the hole, right? It's never in the hole. So Steve goes up. He hits something. Mikey goes up. He hits something. Steve hits a good shot. Mikey hits a good shot. We got three on the green. And I uh, get in the car and we start driving. So we're driving up near the wash. We're getting closer. I don't see anything. We're getting closer. I don't see anything. We're getting right. We parked right next to the hole. We look up because now we can fully see the green. We can fully see the hole. No ball to be found. And that's when 
We get you, scared. That's when, of course, you get scared. And you're like, oh my god, where'd my ball go? Right. We're getting and you're like real scared. Like really, am I gonna be that guy that checks the hole and it's not there? <laughs> I, 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 me and Mikey simultaneously and Parisha said we gotta check the hole. Oh wow! It, it was like it was tracking it, that it well from the T-box. We don't know where it's at, but we right. should have seen it. Okay. It should have been on the green. Okay. It should have been barely off the because green. Because it's always been raining there. Greens are soft. Right. That kind it of thing. It should have been close or off or on the back. It was. It should have been near the hole. No one. We don't see it. Steven blew her late. They're driving up later. Mikey and I slowly make an approach up to the hole. We check it, and my ball is in the hole. No bro. fucking way, dude! You got a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, my ball is in the hole, bro. <laughs> I. That is unbelievable. I take off. We're doing that seizing thing you do when you like something crazy. Uh, Mikey and me, I swear to God, I had an hour body experience. He takes off. He starts to run around the course. He starts to... Shit, there's an Uno on here. (laughs) Yahtzee, you know what I mean? He starts to lose it. I start to lose it. We're running and screaming. The vice is sitting up. The two is sitting up. It's looking at me in the face, in the jar. Epic. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm convinced I'm never going to get one. It was. Truly. The fact was, that that dream just came true right there, that's. Wow, I'm really jealous. It that's was. Inc- that's insane. The best feeling I've ever had in sports. Like, you're a child again. Like, you are. You witness something that people play golf all of their lives and never get. I may never get a, never, another one for the rest of my life. It's in competition at like an a, official an official event. golf course. Right. So Uncle Steve, my uncle, pulls up and he is like, what happened? What happened? He doesn't know. Yeah. We're like, it's in the, it's in the fucking jar. It's in the jar. We're <laughs> losing it. He's 6'8". He's huge, dude. He gets out of the cart and starts to scream hole in one. We have a club. Our men's club ahead of us and one group behind right. us. Right, it's shotgun start. It's filled up. So people are clapping, people no are way. cheering. I'm getting, I'm snapping pictures with the ball. I have the ball. Um, I, I'm, I don't even know how I'm supposed to play golf anymore. Like I, dude, you're just starstruck. Like I, you don't even know what to do. You're taking. I tell Mike, you gotta grab your phone. You gotta grab your phone. I gotta get pictures. He runs. Runs down, <laughs> grabs his phone. Mikey's like having a, a dream come true as well because he's never, has he I, ever seen one? He's never seen one. Me and him are both just, and it's so cool um, of Mikey. There could be people in this world that could be jealous and not be as excited for you. And you don't want to be man, around those people. Yeah, but Mikey course. is the ultimate, one of the ultimate hype men. And he is loving this. He's screaming with me. He's taking pictures. He's getting candid photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm losing it. So the crazy Whistling over the the yeah. cart lady. Yeah, Mike. Uh, we're we're um. It, so in tradition in golf, if you don't know, if you get a hole in one, you have to buy drinks for the people in your group. If you're not in a men's club, if you're in a men's club, you have to buy a round or multiple rounds of drinks for the men's club. Multiple rounds. Yeah, it's a basically like you don't try to skimp on it. You gotta like it's like karma. The idea is you're kind of trying to pay something back. Yeah, I, I know it's it's one of those crazy things. I it doesn't make any sense to me. Wouldn't people want to buy you drinks for getting a hole in one? I know. I don't know. I think it's because 
I don't know. I have no I, idea we, why. We need to learn that origin story as to why that is. If I could case. take a guess, I would say it's because you want to convince people to hang out and drink with you, and you don't want the night to end. And that's a man speaking from experience, right? I mean, I I did I not know the feeling. I, I did know. not want to pay for people's drinks, but my uncle is telling them shots on him later. Telling people <laughs> on the neck, he is throwing my card around <laughs> like I have money to throw. And he's and he's telling and Mikey, Steve, and Blue have to finish the hole out. Mikey can't even see straight. He says <laughs> he puts, he slaps the ball. He had a chance for a birdie. Hit a great shot, missed it, tapped in for a bogey, dug three putts, Steve three putts, blew three putts. We're all the round stops. It just it just rocks. We're you. all not playing. We're all not playing great. I was I was looking at the tail end of the scorecard here. It's it's filled with a couple of sevens. Yeah, we're all not playing great um, at this point, and this just turned everyone's mood around. Now catch this: we hear a huge bang right after we leave the hole. Okay. And we're like, what was, I thought it was a car accident. I'm like on cloud nine. We hear um, two minutes later, a sound system go off. And apparently there was an active shooter. The street over from us and the SWAT team got called. So there was two shooters in Ukaipa that day. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy? Was that actually, did, was there actually a SWAT? Uh, I, 100%. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were just pulling on like no, a long no, no. con over right there. <laughs> Hundred percent. We're so we're still we're still rocked. It was, I I thought it was I just very, cannot believe that you got a hole in one, dude. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head there, around it's this. Very few experiences as you get older that you think about that many times and brings you that serotonin rush back. I thought about it all day Sunday, and I swear to God, I was in the best mood you possibly could be in because every time I was like feeling a little iffy. I just remember walking up to that cup and seeing Vice stare at me and that feeling of rush that I got from me and my cousin running around acting like a child again was unbelievable. And I hope every golfer gets to experience something like that because it's electric. It's, it's a euphoric. I, yeah. I wish I would have saw the ball go in. But actually, I don't because walking up and checking a cup for a ball to be in and was it's, so cool. And it's actually in there too. It was in there, and not only was it in there, it was like Vice too, just staring. It's at like me. that Tiger commercial with the whole Nike chip in it. That oh, I mean, it was like I was like in a dream. And you know, I first thought God tell Andrew, but I'm like I can't tell Andrew. I have to wait for the podcast. <laughs> you know, um, call wifey. She's losing it. I'm on the green. My grandma lives on the next hole. Wait, she lives on that course? She lives on the course. Oh, my. So she lives on the next hole. Did you call her up right after She's that? She's on the gate waiting to say hi. She doesn't know what's going on. She obviously sees she you guys thinks, running around like a she bunch thinks, of idiots. She is. She can't see that far. Let's not be crazy. That girl's like <laughs> okay. 90. I don't know if she can see in front of her face, let alone. You love know, grandma. Yeah, love you, grandma. Um, <laughs> it's... She doesn't believe us, and it's so funny because she finally, like, no, man, it happened. She, like, she's excited. Steve is losing it. He's super happy for me. He keeps, we keep high-fiving and talking about it. It was just, um, I didn't want to play golf anymore. I was done. You can call your round at that point. I was legitimately like, let's just go back to the bar and have a couple because I'm done. And Steve also tells me before I hit that hole-in-one that if you do get a hole-in-one, it's $250 payout. Whoa. Yeah. And most what, for the club for the club the club pays you 250 so basically the idea is 
So, like, so you it, took that two fifty real quick, right? To the, the idea, the like, idea, okay, the no, idea is it's a bar tab. That's kind of fun. So I you like basically that blow two fifty on a bar tab. At least you're getting compensated a little bit because you yeah. know sometimes you don't know whatever. Right, you can do money situations. Right, like. it's um cheaper in Ukipa too. Right, it's not um not that expensive. I yeah. I pay for um anyway. So the round wraps up. Right, um next hole after that on the shooter hole. Um, sheriff officers are walking the back of the, <laughs> are walking the back of the whole course, uh, back of the whole back of the houses on yeah. the course. Wow, yeah, yeah. that was bad. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we're just done. I'm, I'm, we're doing shots in the car. Beers are being opened. Mikey and I are just like laughing. I owe Mikey thirty bucks. You know, he's he's dying laughing. We're just ha- having such a great time at this point. Um, we head back to the clubhouse. Uh, we are the one of the last groups out. So we started on 18B. Thank God. Because if I was like 1A, every single person would have seen me right basically on the closest to pin, hole in one. I see what you're saying. So even if I didn't tell them about it, they knew about they, it. Someone would know about yeah. it. Yeah. And then people, and then why is, you know, that's, why is that's, Tommy Hammer? Like why would people yeah. walk in? I'm going to have drinks for them, you know. So think I don't know what I'm walking into. I'm kind of getting nervous. I'm not a rich man right now. I don't know how to. I don't know how to look my wife in the face after I get mad at her for spending like a hundred dollars at Target for Being me to like, come I home. Spent, I just spent four fifty on uh, drinks. Right. <laughs> you, you might as well not come home at that point. I, I, she would, but be, I got a full in one. She <laughs> would, but she would have been totally understanding. I just my conscious of uh, how tight we are it's right all now. In shambles. Right. Like, I'm just, you know. It's not something you want to worry about either. Right. We buy a house. You know, we don't need to be spending $450 tab on booze. Yeah. Um, I know I had that 250 credit, though, so that was cool. It's not a credit, but essentially a credit. Yeah. Uh, Come back to the clubhouse. It's empty, thank God. Okay. That's great. I'm seeing people drive away. The people ahead of us and the people behind us are staying for drinks. Okay. No big deal. That's no big deal. The people behind us. Oh, yeah. behind us. Rocking like 12 people at the bar. We're walking Roughly. us four, another twosome, another twosome. I met up another twosome. We got ten people I'm paying oh, for. Okay, and bad. I they um we all do the us four and only I offered everyone the ten people Patron shots. I mean, you're if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it in style, right there. So we did. Um, we did a step up to the plate. We did six Patron shots because only two other people wanted to do it. But the problem with this is now I'm a little frantic because I'm keeping my scorecard, right? And we have an, uh, an official scorecard mm-hmm. that Steve is going to turn in. We have a guy named with us named Blue. We tell him for to, people that don't know when you're playing in a tournament, you always get one scorecard that is considered the quote unquote official scorecard. Correct. Sign it, date it, all that kind of good stuff. Verify the scores. Check everything is all in place. Yada, yada, yada. And so did you end up getting, you obviously kept this scorecard, but right. why, why were you worried about So this? Blue was supposed to turn on our official scorecard. We tell him to take it off the cart. He doesn't. He's a little bit of an airhead sometimes. Okay. And he, um, the, the official scorecard ends up going to the trash. The cart guys take it and they get rid of it. So now I got to go get my scorecard. It goes to the trash? Yeah. They, no one grabs it? They throw in the trash, I guess. They end up trying to go look for it. I keep this one. This one's the original one of mine. It's the official okay. one. Okay. I end up just 
having I, when I get back, I have to walk back to the car because I just put it away. I put this away. I put the golf ball away. That's the hole in one. Yeah, the hole in one golf ball right here. It's still uncleaned. I don't, should I clean it? No, no, no. Don't, don't clean you it. You don't need to. I think you. Sh- I, I think when I trophy, I should clean it. Yeah, when you trophy, you can. It's such a clean two. Vice two. So yeah, sad. Vice does make. So glad it wasn't one balls. of those black golf balls. I love what those. It'd be great. It'd be things. great for a putting mat. It's just not off awesome for um. Yeah, during round play. play, it was it was cool. They're such they're so cool to look at though. They're so awesome. It's just unfortunate that it's not super viable in a tournament play. I'll probably use it for um funsies though. This is super cool, dude. Yeah. Um. Talk so, about a, a, you know, a true example of of in the cabbage to hero shot right here. Yeah. I mean, awful <laughs> round, and I was so excited when I broke a hundred. But the bummer about this scorecard is my cousin beat me by one stroke. For the rest of my life, I'm going to have to look at this scorecard and realize I lost to my cousin by a pop. It's in pencil. (laughs) 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 I mean, shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Blue for um, being so cool about it and taking pictures and um, just um, being so supportive about it. But... um, so I get a little flustered because now I'm grabbing my scorecard. I'm filling out the backup scorecard now. People, I know, I'm walking in trying to order drinks. People are waiting for drinks. So I just have Mikey grab my card. He orders drinks for us. Um, I end There's up one thing that man knows how to do. Mikey it's, steps it's, up. It's, it's, it's by a round of shots. He was so supportive, dude. It was so <laughs> cool. Um, he ended up helping me out, but I gave him my card. He ended up ordering the drinks, got limes, started pouring. I told him to buy two Modelo pitchers. There you go. So people are buying. Yeah. People are drinking Modelo pitchers. We're talking about it. People are coming up, shaking my hand, um, telling telling the story over and over again. It's um. It's just the you show. You just had. You're mean, just living in that limelight. And you know what? I was soaking it up. Baby. Yeah, and yeah. I, I bet. I, I was bet you were loving it. <laughs> I was loving it. There's something I love more than just being the center of attention. And I was basking in the glory of this hole in one. Um, what a time to start this podcast when you could just go oh and come on God. here and just gloat, gloat, gloat. This man, you are peaking right now. Uh, uh, oh, you 30, out, you, hey, 30 has been great so far. <laughs> you go out last tournament with us. You beat me for the first time mm-hmm. in your entire life. It's true. Straight up. Right. And the next round, you say you're going to break 80, but you do something even better. Yeah. Is truly just get a hole in one. Right. Could you imagine if I broke 80 with a hole in one on my card? I probably would have peaked in golf, and thank God it didn't happen because I probably would have just called. It would have been a rock bottom. It would, uh, like <laughs> how, how, how to else? Go. How will you? There's you're nowhere else to go. I have nothing else to you're work riding with. Riding that roller coaster, and it's you're coming down. You're coming down for sure. There's nothing else to work with after oh that. Oh my God! Um, it was. Um, so I mean, it, it's undescribe like undescribable how you can feel that way in a sport. It's like hitting a buzzer beater, but times twenty. Like, you never know if you're going to hit another buzzer beater, <laughs> you know? Like, I was um, just, that water. yeah, I got you, just elated you, on um, how great yeah. it felt. Uh, it couldn't have been a better seven iron, couldn't have been a better moment. It was a beautiful day. I, I'm uh, The only thing I, you know, so with hole-in-ones, there's some things you get out of it. I can report it to you the get more things. Yeah, so I can report to the SCGA, which I'm going to do tomorrow. I get myself in the what magazine. Is, what, is, what does that do? I get it be put in the magazine. Okay. Um, you can contact really your cool. golf distributor, your golf ball distributor, and they sometimes will send you free gear. 
Wow. So Vice Golf, I'm going to be calling you tomorrow. You also have, you took a picture of the Vice 2 in the bottom of the cup, right? No. We just picked it up. And okay. I have a picture of me okay. holding it, but you can't really see it. Okay. But I have a certificate that claims it, and I have the golf ball. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. They might not give you anything. And if they don't, no big deal. Also, that'd be kind of fun, though. It'd be super cool. Throw it out there. Have to try. Throw a little bait on the line. Yeah, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna try get myself in a magazine. Be cool just to keep. Vice golf balls end up ends up, or sorry, just not vice golf ball. Just vice golf ends up watching this podcast, hearing about it, seeing about it. You know, shout out vice. We've been playing. We've been playing vice golf balls for about three, four years. I won't go back. I have Uh, a I have a cabinet over here full of full of golf balls for them. Yeah, I just bought five dozen. Yeah, I have hats, me, gloves. Last me maybe four months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope longer than that. But, but just yeah. know that we always come back to you, Vice. Love you, Vice. So you know, <laughs> if you want to help some up and coming, struggling young. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great company because it's straight to good the manufacturer. It, it's straight to the manufacturer, or sorry, from the manufacturer to the consumer. Discounted prices, buy in bulk, great products, great apparel, cool company. I mean, you know, and Vice really does kind of... Uh, you sound like a spokesman. I know who's reading our ads one day. It is It is a Vice. Yeah, it is totally a it Vice. Is our, it is It's the other cool thing. Is it is our Vice. Yeah, you want to touch golfing. that golf ball, feel golf. the power that it's obtaining right now? It feels like a good might, aura might, just staring it, at it me. It might shock me. Yeah. And there it is. The Vice 2 is looking you dead in the face. Wow. Again. It's just... I, I mean, it still just brings back crazy memories. Um so cool, dude. So we went to the. I asked the course, and sometimes the golf course will also give you shit. Sometimes they give you a plaque. Sometimes they will tell. Yeah. You, or they put like your name on a plaque. They'll whatever. rip the flag down yeah. for you that you scored it on. Yeah. Kaipa is not the most prestigious golf club in the world. Okay. So I just okay. got. I got a certificate. I'm gonna ask. You're them getting the two hundred fifty dollars for my men's club. Free drinks. Free drinks, and I'm asked them if I can buy a blue Kaipa flag, and I'm gonna embroider the whole. The yardage on it. And then I'm hoping to get myself in that magazine so I can keep the page of the magazine in there as well. That would be really I, I think cool. you need to do this for yourself as a golfer because there's no guarantee I ever do this again. I mean, I said earlier, I'm convinced I'm not going to get a whole one. You're going to get one. It's If I get one, you get one. Because I thought there was no way I was ever getting one because of my ball flight. Yeah, but at the... S- that's that's true. You do I, hit you balloon it up there, so and you it's do. getting it plugged a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, for it whatever lands, reason, it, it just very, it stopped, hit the back, spun backwards, and just started moving right. And you just I didn't hear it. We didn't see it, and we just walk up and then yeah. look at me in the face. Like I got bit by Bananas. a snake, or like a like a lightning bolt went through. I wonder what the like how rare that is. Um, or just like what the percentage of golfers actually have a hole in one. Yeah, it'd be fun to maybe look up some stats and maybe report that next podcast. But yeah, man. Um, Damn, dude. Crazy, right? Wild. Wild it, stuff. It, wild, wild things. Um, now you got to segment out of this, you know? Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, speaking of golf, we're going to try to, you know, we're, we're getting up here to our time. Let's do our featured match. Yeah, dude, love that. Um, so we got a great one for you today. It's my hole in one versus every other golf shot, and it's not not mattering. Um, <laughs> it's actually we're gonna do the amount of the amount of jabs. Oh, it's gonna be is, rough for you. It's not. They're not even gonna be little jabs. They're gonna be straight haymakers. Yeah, it's in. It's gonna be an onslaught at the Ryder Cup as well. I hope someone gets one at the Ryder Cup because you. I can only imagine the euphoria you would feel. 
I almost had one last year. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you I really almost had I thought it was in. Yeah. I thought it was in. I, it's never in. You just check the cup real quick. It's never in the Never cup. there. But we watched it, though. Remember, it was the par three with the street on our left. I bounced it right in front of the cup, hits off the pin, and scoots off to the side. I remember that. One, feet, one foot away from the cup. I remember most, that. Most upsetting birdie I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been so upset about a birdie. I wish I just would have seen how. Life. I want to know if it trickled in. I want to know if it hit the pin and stopped. Yeah, but you don't get that euphoric feeling when you're walking up there. Oh, man. That was like. <laughs> <laughs> you're just losing. <laughs> you're, you're like having an alibi experience. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, like your, your ancestors are looking down upon you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I touched God. Yeah. Um, anyway, so our featured match is going to be Patrick Star today versus Goofy. I mean, what a what a couple of uh, wild loose cannons out, some, out on the golf course. Some crazy, crazy loose cannons. A lot of heart from this team. Not much brain. Yeah, but I heard actually from Patrick Starr that it's all a big joke. It's just a big facade. You know, truly, he's actually a big smarty guy. Under the Are you going like <laughs> conspiracy theories on SpongeBob <laughs> content with me? I'm just talking about the normal realm. Patrick is jacked. We're going to start with Patrick here. We're going to give okay. some pros. All right. All right. Patrick is absolutely yoked. He lives under a rock that he picks up consistently with his back. I don't know how that thing moves, but he picks it up with his back. He also doesn't look, he does it so nonchalantly. At the bottom of the ocean. So he's constantly water training. Yeah. That's true. Have you seen him try to catch a uh, a jellyfish? He's fluid. Not to mention the man is indestructible too. Right. He's taking punches to the face and he's just bouncing that thing off and like he, it's no business. And he he's never shaken. His mental is so bad. Like like brain nothing wise, rattles him. nothing rattles him. Yeah. So I, I think he he's he won't. The only thing I see is he's not going to get up for this match. This is going to be another jellyfishing day. He's flipping Krabby Patties. He's going to go play against. You know, um, goofy for the biggest match of his life, and he's just not going to realize where he's at. No, he isn't. He has no clue. No clue. He's a di- he's a big dumb idiot out there. Yeah, and he's not going. He's going to pull wrong clubs. He's not going to have a good caddy. He's not going to even know what a caddy not is. To he's going to get distracted by a lot of shiny things out there yeah. on the golf course. It's much New like world. He's out from the ocean. Right. He's feeling a thousand pounds lighter. He's going to be running around like an idiot out there. Yeah. He's he's um. He's going to just be floundering and flopping around, and it's going to be um, a tight one, I believe. And uh, Yeah, but not to mention that Goofy is just an all-time classic, and he gets put through the ringer with all of the, the cartoons violent. He lives in a violent era. Yeah, he, he used to get beat up. There's he's a, also the butt of every joke. Yeah. And what is he? Is he a dog? Is he not? Yeah. Is what? I mean. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like a weird, awkward dog. Right. Yeah. With two feet who feels, you know? He, um, you know, the perfect cast. So he has form. <laughs> he has form. He knows what he's doing. It might be un- uh, unconventional the way he gets it there. Totally. But that's another guy that's pretty locked in and is not going to get rattled by Patrick Starr's shenanigans because no. he lives in the cartoon world and he is just as wild as him. And, used to that craziness. And, you know, um, he is also, a, I wouldn't even say Goofy is a co-star. I think that's a against uh, working against him where Patrick is number two on the sheet so he's kind of used to the stardom just the stars and the stripes and the loud noises and the flashing lights 
like the media isn't going to get to his head as much because he's used to that. Where Goofy is going to be the center of attention, and he might, rattled. he might get crumbled by he's that. He's going to rattled. Now, Patrick might get distracted. Mm. Some lights, those people. Yeah, but he's still playing his but game. he's not feeling the he's pressure. He's still running around, chasing that white golf ball, right. having a blast out there. Goofy's worried about everything else, about how Patrick's feeling, about how he's going to hit this golf ball. But he has the form. He has the heart. I think he's going to make the right. He always I've makes the right the, choices. I've heard, I've heard he's got the coaching to do it, too. He just tends to break down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the coaches he behind does. him, backing him up. And he has, I can see that because he could be, he's because he's worried about the limelight. Mm-hmm. He's going to prepare a little bit mentally. Now, he, not, it's not going to be perfect and foolproof. Right. He he wanted to be a, a college skateboarder with his son at the age of who knows. And you remember how determined he was? To get it done with his wife, he had a sign. If his wifey's caddy for him, I, I, you know what? I put Goofy as the front runner. If his wifey is caddy, you think so? You think that's the X factor? I think she really or, brought I, something I, out I, of him. I think, I think we got to take this at face value. Okay, let's take it at face value and let's not bring right. in too many outside right. factors. There's no caddies. It's just a one-on-one golf match. She's and still gonna have him looking right before the of match. Of course, you could have him. You can yeah. have her in the stand. She's gonna be looking, making sure he looks right, and making sure he does everything he can in his power to get to up for this big match. That mat- that matters more than he can believe. I truly think that I got Goofy on in this battle. What holes he winning on for you? And it's gonna be like hole fifteen. I don't think it's gonna be that close. I don't think Patrick Starr is gonna be able to keep his head in the game. And it's just going to be a little bit too wild for him. You know, after talking, I was pretty convinced that the athletic ability 100%, of Patrick Star was going to outshine through this. Because I don't think Goofy has that much athletic ability. But I do think Goofy has a determination. He understands where he's at. He understands the moment. He wants to win. He has the drive. And for that, I'm going to go with you as well. I you got, got Goofy as well. I I'm thought you were go, going Patrick Star all the way I'm around. Goofy with you as well. And I think the... 16th hole is a good call because I feel like Patrick at some point is just going to get bored and around the 15th or 16th hole is to start that's floundering. Really, that's really what it's coming down to uh, to me. It's uh, the mental capacity to actually push through and finish and compete for yeah. three and a half hours, four hours, five and, hours. Um, I believe it would just be where Goofy at the end is locked in, ready to go, and ready to win it. Yeah, the Patrick Star X factor for me is the only thing is that he can lift that... F- Boulder up underwater. underwater. I mean, the man is, and also sometimes he falls asleep directly under his rock, and he's sleeping as it's his blanket. Another time, he's got a full living room down down there. But my point is Mm -hmm. that he's indestructible. Yeah, rock has fallen on him. Yeah, I'm I'm still going. I'm still going goofy though with you. Yeah. When where do you have him winning? Sixteen. Sixteen as well. Yeah, sixteen as well. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. What a great episode, buddy. Episode two in the books. In the books. So sick, dude. In the cabbage. I just want to shout out some people here. Uh, maybe you can shower our boy John. Oh, wow. Let's throw that camera, that whole one. I mean, certificate. I really hope I get one of these, too. Even if it's at Ukaipa Valley Golf Club or if it's at Newport Golf is Course. No, is Newport a real hole in one if it's 90 yards? This is a great topic. We can and save you know it. We'll save it. We gotta, we gotta, yeah, we gotta table this for another time. Yeah, let's because save that. I've gotten in a couple of heated conversations with people, and we need to curb this for another day. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about because um, I have thoughts on that. Me too. Love it, love it, buddy. Um, why don't you do you uh, remember John's socials? Yeah, John Lindahl. It's just that simple. 
Um, the spelling of it is a little bit different, though. Okay, we'll have to hook it up. Maybe John can add it to the end of the podcast for yeah, us. Yeah, we're going to have to like put it in like you know the little bit of like the footer yeah. description. Maybe you can put it up, do a little bit of editing. Yeah. Up on, like, John has been editing our podcast with us and working with these two tech incompetent people over here. He's an extremely talented musician as well. That's his yeah. main career path. He's just helping us edit because he's a G. But he makes amazing music. Please go check out John on any major social media platform and Spotify and Apple uh, Music. Remind me, does he have does he have TikTok? I I think he does, but yes, he does have TikTok. I'm sure TikTok, he's on TikTok. Does he have Twitter? Because I know for sure he's Insta, got Instagram. Um, check him out on major social media platforms. Um, shout out to Madison for being basically the backbone, social media guiding, helping us out, all that good stuff. Um, I think it might be under the certificate. Thank you. Um, I was going to look it up just really quickly here. I know we're kind of dragging on a little bit. And but. I want to thank uh, family, friends for supporting, Katie for being there, helping us out, getting her man to use social for us is great. And uh, yeah. You got anything I for think, us? No, I think we got to just wrap this thing up. All I right, really buddy. Hope that we keep bringing home some bangers. It's always fun being with you guys. Um, John Lindahl is on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, John D L I N D A H L is going to be his Instagram, TikTok, and then, um, yeah, so you can kind of look up for Twitter. So shout out to all, everyone that with all the support couldn't be doing it without you guys. Um, and again, make sure like, to share, comment, subscribe, it, subscribe, exactly, share, all that kind of good stuff. And then, um, signing off for now. Yeah. Hey, remember, the round could be as bad as it can be. It just takes one shot to turn around. You might be in the cabbage, but just remember, keep swinging.